today, President Trump takes heat on Twitter for suggesting the man shoved by Buffalo police may be an Antifa uh, provocateur. Also, the World Health Organization says asymptomatic spread, not possible. Okay, wait. Maybe it's a little bit possible. Okay, maybe not. Okay, we don't really know what the hell we're talking about. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Newsmax host Grant Stinchfield, host of the Saturday Report. Thanks Sarah, for being here. Great to see you. I love. I can't stop looking at his jacket. I love the jacket. I mean, the the shirt too. I love. Nothing triggers like truth. It's so true. You know, my father is a huge New York liberal. Tells me, don't wear t-shirts because oh. he doesn't like what they say. <laughs> That's what it is. So, so you're satisfying both. There, be like, Dad, I'm wearing a jacket and a t-shirt exactly. and a t-shirt. Huh? And Come at me now. I'll always win in the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Yakubuyans, uh, host of the Yakubuyans show. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. And theblaze.com's Aaron Colon. A pleasure, as always. My my favorite Blaze reporter. Shh, don't tell the others. Uh, we've got a lot to get into. Um, let's talk Trump first. I know he is taking a lot, a lot, a lot of heat criticism on Twitter because he just can't not tweet. He's got to insert himself into the conversation. Gentlemen, want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, so last week, we saw video emerge of the uh, Buffalo police pushing or one of the policemen pushing a protester um and i i, I want to replay the video just to refresh your memory but i do want to warn you guys again i know we played it before and i gave you this warning but in case you are not watching i would not have my children in the room while watching this it's it's a little bit disturbing a little bit graphic so remove your young children you have been warned uh, here is the video that took place last week and then we'll get into trump's thoughts Now, a uh, very disturbing scene there in Buffalo. Uh, the two officers that were involved in the incident pleaded not guilty to second-degree assault uh, after that footage emerged. And President Trump today now questions the motives of the man who was pushed. He said Buffalo protester shoved by police could be Antifa provocateur. 75-year-old Martin Gugino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. I watched he fell harder than was pushed, was aiming scanner, could be a setup. Now he, of course, was citing uh, OAN on this particular tweet, which I don't believe is very clear. He doesn't really put anything in quotes. Uh, if you look at the tweet, he just kind of tags OANN. Um, but not a good look, Grant, for Trump to just kind of throw himself into that particular incident, I think. What are your thoughts? So the story needs to be talked about. I'm not sure the president's the one that needs to bring it to attention. He could have had somebody else bring it to attention. But you know, I just feel bad for everybody around. That old man, and I would tell people, the number one thing you have to do in your life is to keep yourself safe. I don't care how young you are to how old you are, your responsibility is to keep you and those around you safe. That old man had no business walking in front of police. They give him a shove, 
you know, wh- whatever. I, I, he was tensions are high. Tensions are high. I, he I, falls I, over. Yeah. But you, you know where Sarah grounds me is because I'm like he didn't even push him that hard. But you said you got to get the guy help right away, right. and he, which which is true. I mean, nothing. I don't care if my partner is like, no, let's go. I'm like, no, this man is bleeding. He needs help. I need to do what I can to help him if I'm. I was glad when you played that out. It looked like there were a lot of people there that were going to get him help at that Mm -hmm. point. They were calling on the radio. But the other question is, what's the story behind the story of President Trump's tweets? Is that correct? Was the guy trying to block communications of police? It still doesn't mean that you got to get pushed over and have your head cracked open. But. Nothing is what it seems. Nothing is ever what it seems. The media wants to portray an old, feeble man bowled over by police, and he's the victim in all of this. The other side wants to portray that somehow he is the, trying to block communications. In the end, nothing's what it seems. Mm. Like, everything's massive confusion, and, you know, people's motives. There's always an ulterior motive behind something, including that old man. I'm sorry he got pushed over. Didn't deserve to get pushed over. But don't put yourself in front of a marching line of police officers, and don't try and block communications if that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. Yaku, what, why? Why wade into these waters if you're the <laughs> yeah. president? Look, I, I agree with you 100%, but I do want to come from this angle. It's not, it's not worth it. Let it take it will take its natural course. We will all talk. People will talk about it. It will be talked about. He doesn't have to. He doesn't. Pick the battles. I mean, there's so much going on at the moment. Take that energy. And a part of me, I'm sitting here processing as I'm watching it. And I'm wondering, and I don't know. This is just me. I'm wondering if tweeting is some sort of a stress relief. Probably. For Probably. the president. I mean, I'm being it, it serious. I'm being, no, I'm being honest. People, I'm just being so. honest. If yeah. it's you think a, he knows more than we do, though? That he knows who he's tweeting for, he knows who he's riling up, and the people that hate him, it's not going to make a difference anyway. I do. Grant, I do think he knows. Of course, I do think he knows more. I would be naive to think he doesn't. But still, I would hope for his sake and for the sake of just calming certain things down, there's so many irons in the fire at the moment. We need to take some out. We don't need to put more in. And yes, it's unfortunate. Number one, don't stand in front of a marching police group of police, anybody. Even if you're 16 years old, that's not wise. Not when tensions are this high. Why the guy was there, I don't know, but I'm going to come with the angle. Pick, pick the battles, right? I mean, people will talk about it. Justice will be done there. They were going to investigate it anyway. We don't need him to weigh in on that stuff. Yeah, and I think it kind of misses the point to say, well, we saw this bad situation happen where this guy got knocked over, pushed over, tripped over, whatever. Whatever his background is, I don't know that that even played into the situation we saw on the video. So if he is, you know, what Trump says he is, and okay, let's look into that, let's find out. I don't think it changes whether you think that situation was good or bad, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. The discipline of the police officers, whether you think that's right or wrong. I mean, that situation is what it is. The police department put out a statement that didn't say anything like that. They said there was a little skirmish and the guy fell down. He tripped and fell. So, I mean, if, if there was something else going on, you got to be transparent to the public about it. Otherwise, we're going to just take the information you give us and make a decision about it. And to your point, Trump doesn't need to be the one putting this out there. He's got so many bigger things to deal with than one 75-year-old guy from Buffalo, New York, getting knocked over. Why does he need to be the dealing with that? The previous week, 
That's the what previous gets me. week. Yeah, it we, we had kind of week. moved Why past it in a way. It now and so now we it, need it, you in office. Yeah, it, we don't need Joe Biden getting an edge and it on it. Dominates the news cycle, and it might. I don't know. It might hurt him in the polls with some people who are kind of on the fence. It might not. It might be inconsequential, but it's unnecessary. And that's that's always my thing with Trump tweets is when they're unnecessary and they're stirring things up. Just just don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. you can use that platform to reach people in a good way. Just don't do things like this. That's my. So thing. the common sense in me says, yeah, all you guys are right. Like I'm like I'm not gonna tweet that right like i've got my if you're president trump you don't want to give the press more ammunition to use against 100 except for the fact that this is what he was doing all the way leading up to the election he did every single one of these things why would he think it's going to hurt him when he got elected the first time around doing it and and if just one other thing sarah if i I can right when we react to society we're late and i'd like to see us get ahead of stuff right stop reacting and start initiating some concepts and ideas to bring us back together, right? We can't just react. Yes, we're reporting news, but I'd like to see the president get really active on his Twitter account with some proactive measures, getting ahead of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Not just reacting. It's a week. It's a week after it happened. That's reaction, right? And, and, and right now, it's almost like, what's the right thing to say in society? It's almost anything you say when you react, they're going to throw arrows at you. So I'd like him to dodge a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, let's let's just just for the audience to take one more look at uh, at this video of the the man, because it I will say this. I went back and watched the video after I read the Trump tweet because I, I never noticed him looking like he was scanning at mm-hmm. all. It does look like he's scanning. I think I don't know the whole story. I don't think that there's any, uh, you know, I, I, any excuse for pushing an older man on the ground and not going to his aid. But uh, but just watch to watch for yourselves. Here is the man again. And it, it does look he's doing something with his hand. I don't know what. Watch. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, we don't need. We don't. We don't need. So if, if he was doing something like that, then you apprehend him. You take the device or whatever. It still, to me, doesn't play into. You, they didn't look like they cared what he was doing. They just looked like he was in the way, and they were, you know, moving past him, and he got knocked over. Would That's a reasonable person really think, though, that with the force that the officer pushed him? And I'm not defending the officer, but would a reasonable person think? That the guy's going to go flying backwards and no. crack his head wide open. I mean, I, I can no. no, but no. at a at a time like this, where they're out there because there are protesters protesting police brutality, certainly it's not great for optics. To put no, it a hundred percent is not great for optics. Yeah, it's not. Uh, all right, moving on. But speaking of Antifa, Bill Barr, Attorney General Bill Barr, uh, during a Fox News interview, uh, was explaining. You know, a lot of people have been asking uh, Antifa. Obviously, people are saying that they have kind of co-opted this Black Lives Matter protest, turned it into riots. A lot of crimes have been committed. Um, why have Antifa arrests not been made? Here is what Bill Barr had to say on the matter. There's a lot of people that have been charged with crimes related to the protests that devolved into riots and looting. To my knowledge, none of the criminal complaints have mentioned Antifa. Uh, why is that? We have some uh, investigations underway and very uh, focused investigations on certain individuals that relate to Antifa. But in the, in the uh, initial phase of uh, identifying people and arresting them, uh, they were arrested for crimes that don't require us to identify a particular group or don't necessitate that. Does Antifa have leaders? 
it's a very loosely uh, organized group, and they and they have sort of a unique or or unusual uh, system of communication and organization. There are people who can be characterized as leaders in any given situation. Are there people funding this effort, an organized effort that it goes beyond state specific? That, funding the effort broadly and are you going after those people? There appear to be uh, sources of funding and we are looking into the sources of funding and there you know there is clearly some uh, you know high degree of organization involved at, at some of these events and, and and coordinated tactics that we're seeing and we're looking into that as well uh, and, and some of it uh, relates to Antifa some of it relates to groups that act very much like Antifa uh, there as I said there's a witch's brew of extremist groups that are trying to exploit this situation on all sides okay is Barr actually going to expose Antifa's roots. All right, so you're, it's interesting because he said two things. Mm -hmm. He said it's loosely organized. Right. And then later in the interview, he said they're well organized or something to that effect. Leader, yeah. Yeah. I will tell you right now, Antifa is well organized. It is also well funded and it is well planned out. And I believe the attack on America that we saw, and that's what it really was, has been in the making for years. They were waiting for their chance to strike, and they did. How else do you get bricks spread around cities across America? There was a man arrested planting Molotov cocktails in bushes. You have to make those. That takes premeditation to do that. Attorney General Barr is being very coy there. Mm -hmm. They would not say we're going to label this a domestic terror organization if there was not some command and control structure there. There absolutely is. This is a well-organized group, and they're out to do all of us harm. I'll say this to you. It's very well-organized, and it's very high up. And because it's very high up, he's not going to spill the beans on national television. That's not how you uncover a cell like this. Mm -hmm. This is not the Obama administration where we warn our enemies of the time and date right. we're coming. Right. Okay? They're doing deep intel. This is how you uncover a cell like this, is you do it behind the scenes, and then you strike hot and fast. And you got to take time because it's got to hold up in court. Because the guys that are going to go after their funding this are bigwigs. These guys wave big sticks, and you don't do this fly-by-night. So he's playing it. I think he's playing it smart. He's giving an answer. He's not avoiding the topic, but he's not going to spill the beans. I really do believe, because they know it's very well organized. Mm -hmm. They're going after some big guns. It sound, he said enough you know, to confirm that he believes it's Antifa and to confirm that idea. Obviously, like you said, he can't just spill all the specifics of it and if there's an ongoing investigation. But what I want to see, it's important to see this through to the end. Even if this moment passes where the riots are gone and it's not in the front of our mind, this has to be seen through because there's so many narratives about who's causing this. But from day one in Minneapolis, you saw people in all black with masks on, you know, throwing bricks in Target and setting fires and things like that. It's clear that this was not started by the people who were starting the peaceful protests. And so we do need to clarify who this was because there's a narrative that it's right-wing extremists. There's a narrative that it's this and that. If it's Antifa, it needs to be very clearly identified, even if it takes longer than when this is in the top of our uh, news media news cycle. And Sarah, your, your viewers are very well educated, but just to be clear, what I believe is happening is that this is small groups of these chaos creators that go into these cities and they basically swat a bee's nest and get everyone to go hog wild. And so it's not that you see every single one of those people that are rioting, looting, and is, is Antifa. No. It's these small groups that go in, rile the masses up, and it starts to spread out of control. Yeah. Uh, all right. We have got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Freedom Project Education. Uh, so 
There are now over 40% of American families that are considering homeschooling this fall, including my family right here, depending on what they decide to do with all of this COVID-19 lockdown uh, you know, situation. Are we going to have our kids walk one-way hallways, not eat lunch in the lunchroom? No, 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 no. Give me another option. All right. So according to uh, the nation's report card, reading and math proficiency has declined steadily over the last 10 years. So put those two factors together, the decline of public schools and also all of this coronavirus nonsense, and you get the option of Freedom Project Academy. Freedom Project Academy is here to help your children get back on track with a live, interactive, online educational experience. Uh, Your kids will be learning with kids from across the country and they will do so in their own home or wherever you guys are at. If you wanna travel, they can do it on the go. They can do it wherever you are at. They can receive an accredited classical online education built on Judeo-Christian values. This is for K through 12 so they can finish high school with Freedom Project Education. Who teaches your kids how how to think, not what to think. That's important when you're comparing them to all of these public schools who are indoctrinating your children with liberal values. You can go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. Request a free information packet. Open enrollment ends really soon, so you got to go there. Like I said, there are a lot of families right now who are considering homeschool. Do not wait until it's too late. Request your, your free information packet by going to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. New York City police were caught on cell phone, uh, apparently kicking some Hasidic Jewish children and their parents from a park in New York. As you can see, if you are watching on video, uh, sorry for you, for you who are watching or who are listening on audio, but you can see all of these children being booted from this park in New York City. Uh, Interesting, interesting, under Mayor Bill de Blasio, who has his own history of uh, anti-Semitic remarks. Um, It it strikes me. And Aaron, I want to get to you first, because I know you you covered this story on TheBlaze.com. So I want to get your input as well. But it's interesting coming from a mayor who also said, uh, what, just last week about the, the protests and the rioting and the looting, he was asked, how can you accept this in your streets uh, while telling us that the coronavirus is so deadly that people can't go to church? Mm-hmm. He said, when you see a nation, an entire nation, simultaneously grappling, grappling with the, an extraordinary crisis seated in 400 years of American racism, I'm sorry, that is not the same question as the understandably aggrieved store owner or the devout religious person who wants to go back to services. So supports the, uh, the mass gatherings of protests but kicks Jewish children out of the park. Yeah, and you can't even make the indoor-outdoor argument in this situation. Because at first I thought, well, maybe he's saying indoor gatherings are more dangerous because being outside in the sunlight makes it less dangerous. But now you're kicking three or four people out of a park while down the street probably there's going to be thousands of people meeting at the same time. He's not even trying to hide the hypocrisy. He's not even trying to hide the double standard. He's clearly targeting Jewish people. He's clearly targeting religion and religious gatherings. And he's clearly just going to play into the social justice thing and say, you know, but because racism, coronavirus does not matter. And people are just going with it. It's, it's really spectacular to see the media just kind of do this because it's so blatant and it's so apparently life and death is what we've been told. And for them to switch on something that was ready to end our society just a few weeks ago and now just to allow it, it's pretty unbelievable to watch. Yeah, Yaku. Uh, so apparently racism, not good. Anti-Semitism, eh. 
maybe, I don't know, according to uh, Bill de Blasio, because this isn't the first time he has come under fire for comments that he's made with this whole coronavirus incident. I know we were talking off air about the uh, the tweets that he made at the end of April that uh, there was a, a large funeral in the middle of the pandemic. Um, he said, when I heard, I went there myself to ensure that the crowd was dispersed and what I saw will not be tolerated, will not, as in all caps there, people, will not be tolerated so long as we are fighting the coronavirus. Uh, my message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I've instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives, period. Oh, wait. I guess yeah. that only applies period. to Jewish oh, people. Oh, wait. Number one, he's declared war on the Jews. He's anti-Semitic. And let, let's just remember, there was racism involved against the Jews. So, Bill de Blasio, you picked the battle here. When will the Jews of New York wake up? Maybe the first week in November. Hopefully, the first week in November. This guy's not for you. He's got one narrative. Topple Trump. He doesn't care. I thought this is about the coronavirus, period. It's not about the coronavirus, period. It's about his agenda, period, right? But he has declared war on the religious community in New York. Do you know that the ascetic Jewish community, you know how peaceful they are? Yeah. That is an extremely well-behaved, yes. well-mannered, right, orthodox community. You're going to throw them out of a park, little kids, and down the street you got thousands upon thousands. Now he's made a clear statement. Let's not pussyfoot around this one. This guy declared war in New York against religious freedom, and he's targeted the Jews. He needs to remember who runs Wall Street. Mm. It's the Jewish community, okay? I hope they wake up and stand up and say, we're going to take our city back. Yeah, Grant. Uh, Bill de Blasio for a long time has been to me an absolute bozo. Mayor de Bozo. It's the only way you can explain him. <laughs> Um, he clearly is an anti-Semite. Yeah, uh, he sure. clearly is pro-criminal yeah. because to me, every action I see is he targets the law-abiding. Yeah. Whether it's Jews trying to grieve over a funeral, whether it's Jews in the park with their kids, and we know all the evidence shows right now that this virus is not spreading in open air in, in, in parks like this, or whether it's law-abiding gun owners in his city that he does not want them to, to be able to protect themselves whatsoever. Those are law-abiding individuals. Who does he coddle? the criminals that run rampant in his streets. And, I mean, you know, it, it just kind of blows my mind because I tweeted out something earlier that was just uh, in reference to all of the protests. I believe it was, was it Los Angeles that we were talking about? Mm -hmm. They showed this overhead yeah. view of the Los Angeles protests for George Floyd. And I mean, it was just massive. All you could see were people just everywhere. And I said, you know, it's just interesting because my husband can't come to the sonogram, the next sonogram of his unborn child, but this is acceptable. It's almost like coronavirus wasn't ever really about protecting the public and more about control. And now I'm told, because I dare tweet that out, I'm told that I'm putting, you know, my own personal privilege above fighting racism. And as you said before, <laughs> coronavirus was a racial issue in the media. It was right. black communities are being disproportionately harmed by this coronavirus. So taking these social distancing steps is a step to fight racism. That's what we were told. Mm -hmm. And so now, how, how can they both be true? Which one is it? And the messages are so convoluted at this point that nobody's gonna trust the officials because they know that it's all agenda driven and none of it is based on science or based on people's public safety. Because Yaku, if they were really, as Aaron said, if they were really concerned 
concerned and they were, you know, like we're, we're out here for black lives because black lives matter. We're concerned that the coronavirus is, you know, hitting uh, per- persons of color at a disproportionate uh, number. Why would you want a bunch of a bunch of people of color gathering together with no masks? His own daughter Isn't was that out killing there. Them? He, he said he was proud of his daughter for being out there. You know, that's she's like, out there breaking the law, and he's like, right. "Oh, good, go for it." You know, isn't isn't that? I mean, if if that's what you believe that coronavirus is a deadly and b deadlier to black people, would isn't that what would be happening? You yeah, you is, would essentially be killing more black of course, people. This is the same people who's mask shaming people in stores and in masks and, and you know making people feel terrible and save a life wear a mask yeah. and save a life social distance. But right now we're going to just change the game a little bit well, because what we said last week doesn't work for us right now and we can do that. Oh, that's right, we do that every week. I'm sure right. they'll go back to it when they want the mail-in ballots in November. It'll of course, be, yeah, we of can't course. go outside. Oh, yeah, no, no, you can't so. go back. I would just like to say I was persecuted over Memorial Day because I was at the beach and the media was screaming and yelling that I should not be at the beach with all of these people and I felt persecuted for that. Now the protesters are fine and you want to know the bottom line? If you're peaceful. Go out and protest in large groups. Mm-hmm. I could really care. You're not going to get the coronavirus. Exactly. If you want to go to the beach, go to the beach. If you want to go play w- with your kids in the park, go play with your kids in the park. And Sarah, take your husband to the sonogram. You're not getting coronavirus. Right? Mm-hmm. Wash your hands mm-hmm. and, and, and don't cough in people's That's faces. The thing. That's what they're saying now. They're saying wear a mask and be careful. Well, if that worked, then it could have worked the whole time. Right. So what are we talking about right now? Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. All right. We've got um, more to come, including, speaking of coronavirus, the World Health Organization, who was like, yeah, so um, asymptomatic spread isn't possible. Oh, wait, just kidding. I mean, it kind of is. We don't really know what we're talking about. We just like to use big words and make ourselves sound smart. Uh, First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So if you are a dog owner, I know you love your dog. You want the best for your dog. You buy them this dry dog food and you look at the ingredients. If you're like me and you're like kind of crazy about health and nutrition, even with your animals, you look at the ingredients and you're like, okay, this has really good clean ingredients in it. It's good for my dog. My dog will thrive on this. Well, since it's dry, I didn't know this until I actually looked into it and had heard of Rough Greens. If it's dry, they're sterilizing everything and they're killing all of the good stuff that is supposed to stay in your dog's food. They're not getting all the nutrients that they need to live a healthy life. Who would do that? I know, <laughs> right? Thanks a lot, Purina. <laughs> Guess I'm not getting them as a show sponsor anytime soon. Uh, that is where Rough Greens comes in. It is a dog food supplement. You put it on top of your dog's food and it brings back all of the vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, antioxidants, uh, especially if you have a, by the way, an older dog, it's gonna give your older dog more youthful energy and improve their mobility and joint health, and your dog is going to love it. It's been a lifesaver in my house, even for our puppy, because she is a super picky eater, and I know that she's actually getting the nutrition that she needs with Rough Greens, because she actually eats her food. Uh, You can take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today. For $14.95, you will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. We have all tried it here at Blaze TV. Our dogs love it. So do we. If you want to see your dog thrive, you can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. The World Health Organization is now walking back their claim that... uh, 
asymptomatic spread is not really possible with COVID. Now, when I say walking back their claim, uh, their previous claim, what I mean by that is their previous claim from like less than 24 hours ago. Uh, Monday, the, what is the, the head of whose disease prevention or whatever, mm-hmm. disease and zoonosis? Yes, she had a press conference. She has a fancy title. I like that word. <laughs> It does make me sound very sophisticated <laughs> to talk about zoonosis and watch. I probably am not even pronouncing it correctly. But yesterday she said, from the data we have, it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmit onward to a secondary individual. It's very rare. We have a number of reports from countries who are doing a very detailed contact tracing. They're following asymptomatic cases. They're following contacts. It's very rare. They're not really finding it. Oh, fast forward less than 24 hours later. And now she says, same lady, by the way. Am Mm -hmm. I correct? Aaron? Okay. Aaron wrote about this. Uh, Same lady says, it's a really complex question. And uh, we don't actually have that answer yet. There are some estimates that suggest anywhere between 6% of the population and 41% of the population may be infected but not have symptoms. With, within a point estimate of around 16%. So uh, the majority of transmission is from people who have symptoms and are spreading it through infectious droplets, but there are a subset of people who don't develop symptoms. Grant, I mean, that's good because it, it's only the somewhere between the 6% and the 41%. So, I mean, I'm really glad that they've narrowed it down. You know what she has done, which I know was her goal, was to absolutely confuse me. What in the <laughs> world is she talking about? So what they're saying is it only spreads if you're sick, you get it, but then you're asymptomatic. But if you're asymptomatic, you're not spreading. First off, if you're asymptomatic, what the hell's the difference? If you, where I got it from or who I give it to, if you end up being asymptomatic, who cares? Right. Right? Right. And I, you build herd the, immunity. Yes, that's true. I guess the the what I've heard from the people who are very pro-lockdown is that you might not know, you don't know you have it, so you're going to the store, you're going in, out and doing things, and you could be infecting people who may not be symptomatic. So that's the problem with this is that we start off saying asymptomatic spread is the biggest concern and that's why we have to lock down. Mm -hmm. And so then they come out and say it's very rare. That's a game changer. That changes all the policy implications of it. And so for for them to do that, and that's the biggest headline of the day, for them to come back the next day and say, well, actually, maybe 40% of the people who are asymptomatic are spreading this thing, that changes everything. So... There's no credibility left. I mean, there wasn't really any left with the World Health Organization, but this just kills it even more. And now we need to know what the truth is about this, because if it's true that asymptomatic people aren't spreading this, we got to end all the lockdowns. We have to say sick people, you got to stay home, but everybody else can go about your business normally. If you get sick, stay away. It changes. I would say even if asymptomatic people are spreading it, you've got to end the lockdowns Mm -hmm. because you're making people wear masks. You're asking them to be six feet apart unless you're rioting or looting. And so (laughs) what, what is the point of all this? We now know that the death rate has plummeted to like minuscule levels because of all these asymptomatic patients. Mm-hmm. I'm actually done with the lockdowns. I'm done. I'm done with yeah. it Were all. Were you ever really on board with that? <laughs> no, program? No, nor was, no. Nor was it. No. I, I never was. No. You know why? Because I'm tough. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll I'm so you. not tough when I get sick, by the way. You asked my you girl. You got a man cold? I, I'm not tough. Yeah, you, uh, you, no, get, no, really. you got a man cold. I can totally yeah. see it. I say this proudly. I've worn a mask twice because Costco forced me to wear a mask to go into Costco. I'll say this. Six to 40 percent. Here we go again. They probably... This is like taking kids to the bowling alley when they put little bumper rails up, right? <laughs> the World Health Organization needs bumper rails. They put these bumper rails. Six to 41%, just buffer it, buffer that's it. A, that's a very politically correct way of saying just, something just, I would have said way Just buffer this, right? Come on. Now, 
Remember, if it wasn't about the fear of asymptomatic spread, there wouldn't have been any lockdowns. We only had lockdowns because this was the mass killer, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what, what are we saying now? Are we actually going to walk this back all the way and go, you know what? We actually should never have had any lockdowns, which was my belief. Yeah. Okay. You take the sick people, the potential sick people, those who have been on re repeated prescription medication for COPD and all these different kinds mm -hmm. of things, and you protect them and you don't throw right. trillions of dollars into the system. You focus on those who actually were at high risk, right? Right. Whoever did this, they have to, you have to fire people for a mistake of this magnitude, right? But I doubt that you're going to see any changes within an organization, which just speaks to the lack of credibility. Well, Aaron, uh, how does she get away with doing such a substantial 180 in so know. short of a time? I don't know. It was fascinating because they ran her back out there to talk about it, and she basically was just like, yeah, I, I got it wrong, or you guys kind of misinterpreted it. And another guy came out and said, yeah, we, we might have gotten that one wrong, but they just went forward as if there was no consequences to the things that they come out and say they're still the World Health Organization and whether we like them or not a lot of people still listen to what they say and there's a lot of people who probably heard the first thing and didn't hear the second thing and so now there's misinformation and more disagreement and more division about what we're supposed to do with this virus. Look at the Lancet and hydrochloroquine. Yes. Right? They had yes. to pull back the study that the media went crazy that hydrochloroquine was going to kill all these people mm -hmm. and now they say oh wait a second the evidence we used we got to throw it all out. Mm -hmm. Minuscule coverage, by the way, in the mainstream media that that study got thrown out. Yeah. Which, by, which, by the way, I loved. I saw one headline uh, reporting that. I, th I want to say it was the Wall Street Journal. Maybe it was a local Fox channel. But, um, and it said, it said that they retracted the study, but they said it retracted the study of that anti-malaria drug. Like it would, it would, it was the name. Wouldn't even say the name. It was the name because they knew that that name recognition, I'm sure, would. You know what I call that? More. That's okay. called lies by omission. Yes. And that's how they, they may not lie straight to your face, but they leave stuff out like the name of the drug. <laughs> right. That's a lie. Yeah. Welcome to the mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I also find it interesting, Yaku, that um, there, this virus is so sophisticated yeah. that it knows not to infect you if you're out doing a very noble thing. It's like predictive. Rioting. No, it's predictive. It's Isn't got AI. Crazy? This thing has AI. We need to talk to Elon, actually. <laughs> Musk. Say, Elon, what does the virus know that we don't know? Because the virus can detect whether you have an Antifa mask on or not. And if you're here for actually legal protest or not legal, I mean, come on. This is, Do Antifa masks, do they stop the virus? This is the biggest <laughs> joke in human history. It's a farce. End the lockdowns. Go back to work, people. Amen, brother. Go back to normal. Let's go watch football. Aaron, are you in agreement with them? Yeah, I am, because what we're seeing, again, is no spikes when these places are reopening. Yeah. We're seeing these protests. We'll, we'll see in a couple of weeks. But there's, again, no indication that these outside gatherings, and if you're taking reasonable precautions, that these things are going to cause a big spread. And so it seems like we do have to get back to normal. We can't do this forever. Yeah. I mean, Maybe tear gas kills it. Maybe that's why they're not. <laughs> Getting, getting the virus. <laughs> it's afraid of rubber bullets. Right, it's afraid of rubber bullets. No, Maybe. The, the tear gas. So, so, okay, so very quickly, I want to go around the table. Do you think the history books will accurately reflect what is happening right now and how horribly wrong they got it? Depends who's writing the history books. Right now, no. Okay. Yeah. No, no. If you know who, who's writing history yeah. at the moment, yeah. no. Yeah, based on what's in our history books now, there's no indication that they're going to get this. Is right. it a professor at a major university? No. Right. Then it will not reflect it properly. So sad because we're living it. And I'm like, we are living through the biggest scam, political yeah. scam of all time. Future mm -hmm. generations won't believe the things yes. that we're doing. Oh, right. yes. It couldn't have been that stupid. Yeah.
Yes. That's what they say. Can I and just we say, walk right into it, please. Nothing word. triggers like truth. <laughs> you know how much they will be triggered by that conversation, right? That short little conversation right there. Mm -hmm. The yeah. biggest, what do you say? The biggest political scam in history? Yes. It's on tape. They can watch it. They, they can, can watch, watch the it. news and why it matters <laughs> in 2065, and they can... Which Learn obviously we know they will be doing. Of course. It's, it's your show. to show up all time. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I really legitimately am just like, this is we are living through, like, historical yeah. Can you just Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is accusing uh, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany of racism over her comments that she made about uh, Congress members supporting defunding the police. Now, just for full context, let's listen to Kaylee McEnany herself talk about uh, certain Congress members who are supporting defunding the police. Watch. The president is appalled by the defund the police movement. The fact that you have sitting congresswomen wanting to defund the police, notably Rashida Tlaib, notably Biden advisor AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a former Clinton and Eric Holder spokesperson Brian Fallon, wanting to defund our police across this country, it is extraordinary. Now, you're pro you probably listened to that and you're like, I don't understand what the big deal was. Well, here was the big deal, according to AOC. She said that the press secretary wouldn't be the first person to mistake a woman of wit. She said that's a typo, AOC, to mistake a woman of color for having a lower position or title than she does. But Kaylee, in case you haven't picked up a newspaper in two years, I'm a congresswoman. The press secretary's comment is steeped in a long, hurtful, and horrendous history of stripping women of color of titles and diminishing them to, quote, the help. Perhaps she isn't aware that what she did is mired in racist history. If that is the case, I look forward to her apology tomorrow. Well, she didn't get that apology, shockingly enough. Uh, Kaylee McEnany just tweeted out in response to her stupid tweet. Read the transcript, Congresswoman. And uh, then she lists the transcript where she very clearly said that you have sitting congresswomen wanting to defund the police. And then she talks about Rashida Tlaib and AOC, both who are sitting congresswomen. Makes total sense to me, Grant. What am I missing? Well, I think. Uh, Kaylee used the plural of Congresswomen correctly she there, did. and AOC did not she in did. her tweet. So really, that's the end of the conversation, that's, as far as I'm concerned. That's the discrepancy there. Can, can you say reach? Can you say reach here? This is AOC reaching just for attention because yeah. she's not been in the news cycle for a minute. She's got to. And Talib, if you understand where they come from and what they stand for, and why Minneapolis is burning, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Ilhan Omar territory and these, these, th that group, that posse, right? Come on, that's a reach. She's just reaching. This is the kind of thing to where when you talk about like race issues, when people do stuff like this, yes. stupid stuff that yeah. has nothing yeah. to do with race, that's why when you have a real conversation that's that you need cause. to have, you can't have, you can't have the conversation yeah. because you've got people looking at tweets and saying because you were called a Biden advisor, which by the way is not an insult being an advisor to the Democratic nominee for yeah, president. I would consider that an insult. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> it shouldn't be to her, right? It should be to her. But there's no reason to even take it that way. And you're right. It, it's a huge reach. It doesn't make any sense to go there. And she hasn't learned. She did this with uh, when somebody said the word human capital stock. And she was like, this is a racist thing or this is a, and this goes back to devaluing people in slavery. So she does she this thing. So does she want me to change 
Because I don't call her a congresswoman. I call her former bartender, AOC. <laughs> oh, man. So that's, 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 that's extremely that? racist. That's, extreme, that's racist. Yes. I, <laughs> okay. It's the truth. But. Wait, is it racist or sexist? Or, but wow, he oh, might be hitting a double, oh, the double whammy. Right. They'll, 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 she was a, she is a former bartender. So to can me, we see that makes shirt it again? Can we see the truth? I mean, really, Yaku, you do bring up a great point. She has not been in the news cycle exactly. for a while. Yeah, you can almost time these her, things. Insert herself. Yes, but it, it really is. It's so frustrating because I. I don't believe that there is institutionalized racism in America. I don't believe that there is systemic racism. However, there are incidents that happen across the country that we should be able to draw attention to. This distracts from that. It just devalues the word. Yeah. Yeah. It devalues the real cases. I mean, absolutely, 100%. She devalues the United States. Because, why? why? <laughs> no, of course. No, she does. And why? Because it's all about her. Are there issues going on in her district to be worried about besides what, you know, Kaylee McEnany is saying at these briefings? Uh, Is she focused on what's going on there? No, I'm sure she's not. I'm sure her people haven't seen her in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but can, point. can we just talk for a second about how great Kaylee McEnany she's is doing? Awesome. Amazing. On fire. I have such a you, girl crush on her. Do you mind sharing what you coined? She so I, well. What we were talking over the break, and I just said I just love the way that she's asked a, a question by the press, and she's just like. Let me get my burn book. Turn to uh, page 43. Oh, here it is. I'm about to uh, scorch your rear end. Burn book. Yes. That, it, that's Love what it, it is. It's a, and she is so so well organized. Prepared. Her new mom, especially. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just impressed with your organization. And that's what you have to have in that position with those journalists who are always trying to pick at you and trying to you know trip you up. You've got to have a book full of the facts to throw at them, and they have no response to that mm-hmm. because they're just throwing shots at you and trying to see what will stick. But you know, actually, I'm thinking back at Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was, was great, but it was a different approach, yes. right? I'm seeing the press almost coming on on a little bit of eggshells going, she, oh, crap, she's ready. Do I work as hard as she's working? Mm. Am I as prepared? In the burn book, I like it. Yeah, that's, that's like the it. only thing I know to call it. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, we had those in high school, and it didn't end well. It didn't end well for the people. Kind of a burn book. It was, it was. <laughs> uh, no, but she's doing a really great job. I mean, it's just, again, Grant, your shirt. Nothing, Nothing triggers, triggers like truth. Yep. That's all that she's giving them. She doesn't and have to reach because she's, no, she's reading exactly. back what they're saying. She's exactly. reading what their they're headlines saying, and their quotes. What Obama so. did, what their response was then. I mean, it's all based in fact, and they just can't handle it. You see, they try what, to weaponize lies. Yeah. yeah. But but a t- truth bomb yeah, yeah. kills everything. Well, the truth sets you free. That's biblical. But I'll tell you something that's really, if you watch her, it's almost like, dang, she got the memo. Of the questions, before. she didn't, of course, but yeah, she it said, is. it's so, she's like, I know what page that's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, she just turns right Here's to it. It's uh-huh. so crazy. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, Kudos to you, Kaylee McEnany. All right, back in a minute. That's why I'm saying, like, she's so well organized, I feel like. She's not fumbling either. No, she's... All right, yesterday's poll, if the election were held today, who do you think would win? 91% of you said Trump, 9% of you said Biden. Obviously a very, very scientific poll. So That's the actual election results. Right, so yeah, we already know. Right. 91 already know. Lock it in. Pack it up, people. Go home. We already know who won the election. Uh, I hope that it's not close at all. Now you know 10% of your viewers are haters. Well, see, so I think it's just, it's like trolls who see that someone else has liked the tweet or participated in it, and or someone retweets it, and then the trolls get a hold of it mm-hmm. or something. That's Probably what I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully, 
that's the case. I don't know. The polls that are coming out uh, lately do not show President Trump in the lead. But we all know about polls and how well they went in 2016. Mm -hmm. So uh, today's poll, which of these events was just a photo op? Trump holding up the Bible, Pelosi and Democrats kneeling, or both? I mean, you got to say both, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, photo ops are allowed in politics. There's nothing wrong with photo ops. Right. I mean, you're making a point, and, and, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Yeah, I think, what, is there authenticity behind the photo op? I'd say with the president, yes. This is a Bible-reading guy who believes in in law and order as well. Is there real authenticity behind the other two? Kneeling for nine minutes with West African cloths over you. Nancy Pelosi, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. It's not working for me. Which I said yesterday that she, I was surprised that she even got up. Apparently she She struggled. (laughs) (laughs) I went back and watched and I was like, oh, "Oh, she did not get up well. (laughs) Sorry about that, Nance. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.